Okay, good morning, good afternoon, everyone. Good middle of the night. Good hello to anyone who's going to watch the recording later. <laughs> I'm realizing there's quite a few of you at the moment who's not really on the recordings and who's watching them later, and that's all good as well. So we are going to continue our, our talks today on conscious leadership, and uh, we've really been going through this whole impact model, talking about you know how you can have the most positive impact as a leader. I think very timely and very topical for um, all the things that's happening in the world around us. And one of the first ones we spoke about is to have impact as a leader by looking at the eye. We looked at uh, influence. If you've not seen that video, uh, feel free to go back and look at how you can actually go and have more influence as a leader. Um, and then we went and looked at meaning, how you can really go and create meaningful relationships with other people. That's also a recording. I recommend that you go back and watch so that you keep uh, updated in the series. And now today, we're talking about positioning, which is the P in the impact model. And that's really how to establish your authority as a leader. So we have a lot to cover today. But I think before we start uh, diving into the content, you know, I think now more than ever, the the, the real read, the real leaders uh, that's rising here um, are you. You know, uh, you as a mother, you as a father, you as a partner, you as a person who uh, runs a business or uh, is part of a supply chain that that su supply goods and services to a local market or whatever, and um, that in itself can be very, very, very inspirational. So maybe put on that hat today to think, you know, um, you know, you've always had a role to play. We always had a role to play. And so many times, especially in our circle of excellence, we've heard people say, you know, they're not ready for leadership. They're not ready to step up into that role. They're not really sure what's required of them. Whereas now over the past few weeks, I'm finding a lot of clarity with people. A lot of people suddenly realizing, look, I have a huge role to play. And that role doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be a world leader. That role is inspiring your supermarket around the corner who's, who's struggling to, to keep its doors open or um, putting teams together or doing affiliate agreements or employing people if you're in the position to do so. So today when I talk about positioning, that is the angle from where I'm coming from, is to say this is not to put you in a place where you um, have to be massively competitive, even though positioning will make you more competitive. This is also not necessarily just about standing out and your brand and all that, even though positioning will massively contribute to that. This is really to allow you as a leader to reach the people and the audiences that you want to reach, whether that's in the form of clients, whether that's in the form of your community, uh, it, it doesn't really matter. So let's move on. I have a lot of topics that I want to cover with you today. So the first topic I want to touch on is really alpha behavior. And this is a, this is a tough one for people when you talk about alpha behavior. Many people see it as... Um, I'm going to use the word pompous, that when you teach a person to have alpha behavior, you're just teaching them to be the dominant person in the room. The reality is uh, that you might find yourself constantly in a boardroom, or you may find yourself in a conversation with your spouse, or you may find yourself at a social, 
um, at a table and there's a huge debate going around the table and you constantly feel like the person uh, that is not heard. So this is not really about who gets the place on the podium first or second. This is about making sure that your message is heard. And if you do not understand some of the basic principles of alpha behavior, you're going to see a very similar thing happen to you uh, that what happens in nature. And that is spider on the one side, fly on the other side. I don't have to tell you who's going to eat who. I remember when we were in uh, New Zealand, uh, I think we were there for the Global Speaking uh, Summit. I remember we were staying in this place and I suddenly called Mike and I said to him, come look at this, this is horrible. And there was this big, big spider web with this um, huge spider and it just caught the most beautiful, beautiful insect. And my instinct was to run and, and grab a scissor and don't cut the insect loose. But I mean, any wildlife photographer will tell you that's the worst thing you can do. You're interfering with nature uh, because in nature, the spider was the alpha and it got the, the, the bug and the bug is beta. So that is one of the underlying principles of authority. But again, I'm asking you to look at alpha behavior and authority as a means to an end. In other words, if you have a message, let's say you're sitting around the table, uh, there's a meal being served, uh, and you have a very strong message because you have experience in something or simply an opinion, um, and you're going to display beta behavior all the time, you're not necessarily going to be heard. And so this is really something that we want to teach next generations as well, is to display healthy levels of alpha behavior. Now, how do you display healthy levels of alpha, alpha behavior? And I'm saying healthy levels because some people get this wrong sometimes. Alpha behavior is not domination. Alpha behavior is not aggression. Alpha behavior is not hitting someone over their head and dragging them into the cave. Alpha behavior is not throwing a glass at the wall and freaking your spouse out or raising your voice in a way in the boardroom where everyone cringe and go, Eek! that is not alpha behavior. So what is alpha behavior? What I'm going to do is I'm going to introduce that by actually introducing some positioning strategies. Now, there's way too many uh, for me to actually um, go through all of them today. So I'm going to actually take this um, premium positioning formula and I'm going to extract certain pieces out of it. You're more than welcome to take a picture of it. Uh, if you're part of the Circle of Excellence, uh, which is our premium clients, you're welcome to go and grab this in your program and download it on your phone. If you're part of the Octopus Tribe uh, or you're an Octopus Certified Coach, you'll get this in the Octopus Program as well. Um, and uh, then, then go and look into this and, um, and start making this your own. I like to look at this from a step-by-step uh, step step point of view. I like to use it almost as an assessment. So if you want to screenshot it or print it out, what you can do is you can go to authority, which is at the top right, and say, let, let me assess my business against what my authority is looking like at the moment. Um, you can even like develop your own uh, assessment scale or assessment tool if you want to and say, right, for this area in authority, let's say best-selling author, I'm going to rate myself out of 10. Am I a best-selling author at the moment? Am I displaying uh, authority at the moment by being a best-selling author? If the answer is no, it's fine. 
put there maybe one out of 10, or maybe you go, you know, I have a book that's already written, or I do have some digital magnets in the form of ebooks. So I'm going to give myself a four out of 10, or I have a book, so I'm going to give myself a six, but I'm not best selling it. So that's how you, that's how you work this positioning formula. That's how you use it so that you actually can get an objective score out of this. Otherwise it just becomes another image in front of you and you go, yeah, no, yeah, maybe listen to Lundy today, go and grab a coffee, scratch your head, game over, right? That, that, that never works. So, so use it as an assessment. Then the next one, the industry awards, uh, professional titles, do I have that? Uh, have I got scientific research and result, results and all of that? So um, what I'm going to do today is I'm going to really handpick some of my favorite ones out of here so that you already can leave this call today and say, okay, there's three things. There's three things that I can start with that I know that's very, uh, um, uh, very effective. But for the purposes of your assessment, do make sure you go and look at your business from an authority point of view, a substance point of view, a credibility point of view, a social proof point of view, as well as a transference point of view. Right, let me just do a quick check in. Can everyone see my slides? Can everyone see me? Right. Can everyone hear me? Is everyone semi-happy? At least semi-happy, right? So that means happy under your circumstances. Okay. So just quickly seeing if I'm seeing unhappy faces. You look semi-happy. Some of you have your photos on. Some of you are nodding, but okay, let's move on. Substance. Everyone, I love to create authority with substance. I love to take the alpha position when it comes to when it comes to boardrooms. And uh, I use substance many, many times for that. So some of you would know about our lead magazine. And our lead magazine is a classic example of substance. You know, I call our lead magazine one big fat business card. So when I walk into the boardroom and we just recently did it again, you know, many times it happens that there is other people in the boardroom with you. Um, it may be some of the decision makers, but many times it's uh, not uncommon to enter the boardroom with another consultant or have people waiting before you or waiting after you. Or what a lot, or a lot of these corporates does is they go, you know what, I don't have time for everyone's pictures. So I'm going to actually take a day and I'm going to schedule all of the consultants that I want to work with potentially in one day. So what happens is the CEO sits um, and he or she literally go, okay, uh, can we get uh, Landy Jack and Mike Hancock? And then we come into the and we do our pitch. And then they go, right, now uh, we want to actually see Paul Tavall. And today, Paul Tavall walks in there and now they go, and now we want to see Brennan Williams. So we're all sitting there. We're all sitting there and we're waiting in that front reception and we got to actually now go and take the alpha position because the person who's going to get the job is the one with the alpha position. And one of the ways we do that is then by surrounding ourselves with substance, surrounding ourselves with marketing collateral that actually magnify us. And what I mean by magnification is if you walk in there with your little card, you appear as big as a little card. If you walk in there with a gloss magazine or a very nice gloss folder, then you're magnifying yourself and you're appearing bigger to your audience, which in this case is the person who is sitting in the boardroom. 
So examples of substance that you can create in your business, because what you want to do with substance is you want to allow the person who you're pitching to or the person you're positioning yourself with to be able to use all five of their senses. I know you've heard it many times before, but I've realized over the years that sometimes my breakthrough with a client uh, or with an audience is when the same message is repeated three times, four times, sometimes five times. So that's why I'm so passionate about it. But a way for you to create substance is to walk into that boardroom or go onto that stage or have this one-on-one -on -one meeting by having books with you, by having um, a gloss brochure with you, by having something that people can touch. And here's the key, something of quality, something of quality. That's why Mike always says you don't go and have your meetings in a cafe, have your meetings in a five-star hotel. And don't walk into a boardroom with a notepad that you got from someone who loves to give corporate gifts with their brands on. I mean, how many of us have done that before? Where you sit there, you know, people always give out these. Uh, I mean, just recently we had a strategy meeting with a client and we got given these diaries. Now, they're really lovely. I, I, I like the little bit of leather, leather feel they have, whatever. And it's a nice thing to make notes in, whatever. But, you know, I'm going to walk in there. Um, and I have a board meeting or I have a client meeting and there's no branding on here. So it doesn't really give me authority. Whereas if I've put my own leather folder together, um, and this is just an example, it's not an actual one, and I have a proper metallic uh, logo here on the front uh, and you know, you open it and it's really, it's gloss. It has some gloss inserts in here and it has a nice ribbon. Remember those uh, ribbons that was in the middle of a book? Not like what it looks like today. Like this, look, this looks more like a shoelace. But uh, you used to get, get these beautiful corporate folders with the red uh, ribbon or the maroon ribbon or the green. Think royal colors um, and those type of things. Then you walk in there and what you're saying to the person in the boardroom is, I'm taking the alpha position here because everything I touch turn into gold. That's the psychology. If you walk in there with your, you know, like a squirrel with your paper, you're giving the impression to the person there that what you're going to give to me is paper thin and it's of poor quality. If you walk in there and you go, and I'm, I have actually another beautiful piece of substance here. If you, if you walk in there and you, for example, have, look, at, look at this beautiful journal. I mean, it, it has a story um, about the front cover and it, uh, it tells you why it's, in, it's inspired by Ludwig Beethoven. And so, so that tells people and you can see the metallic in there. You can just immediately see its quality. That tells, tells the decision maker that if the person have this collateral around them, meaning they've put effort into these collateral, then there must be a correlation between them putting effort into the collateral and the effort they're going to put into my business. It's as simple as that. It's really as simple as that. The same really goes in many respects for your dress style and for those things, because that's about the impression you create. I mean, I have very beloved clients sitting on this call who's been through image makeovers with me and the results is ridiculous. It's a result, the results in terms of people and how they act towards you, the results of how much more you can charge, the results in terms of how people treat you just by doing something like a makeover is, is very, very clear. And it's not just about taking the alpha position here. 
It's about, again, helping that decision maker to trust you and that you actually know what you're doing. Because that decision maker many times have to leave the boardroom, leave the meeting, go to a, a financial director or go to a spouse and convince them that you are in fact going to give them quality. So if you can even send them away with your magazine or with your gloss folder or with your gloss brochure or with something you've developed that's of higher quality, even better. Um, a trend at the moment is iPads, especially when you're targeting really, really high level clients, is to have a stunning explainer video on an iPad and drop that off um, at, the, at the corporate. So here's another example. Uh, you know, you can see the two people uh, sitting here and uh, they had having a coffee together. Um, this is meant to illustrate to you the incredible importance of human touch. So don't just think that substance is created by having marketing collateral with you or all that type of things. Substance is also created by allowing a person to have a coffee with you, have a three-dimensional experience of you, reading your enemy, uh, energy, <laughs> Not your enemy, reading your energy and uh, sitting at a table with you. You know, when, when you sit in a meeting at a table with a person, matching and mirroring happens. So, you know, if I'm sitting at a meeting, for example, with uh, Diane, a woman that's on this call, and I'm pitching to her uh, a partnership, whatever, uh, if we get along, if there's a soul note between us, if there's harmony between us, if there's good potential for partnership, you as an observer will start seeing that our bodies do similar things. You'll see we're either focused in the same direction. You'll see we repeat some of the same body languages. You'll see we both smile, for example. You'll see we both make eye contact. You see we both do similar things with our books or with our feet. That usually is an indicator of harmony. It's not easy to read that always online. Why? Because you do not have as much substance online as what you have offline. So if you're sitting here today and you're going, I really, really, really want to up my positioning, you only have to start with substance. That's the only thing you have to do. It's worked incredible for us. That's why over the years, um, I'm, I'm, I've learned to say to people, look, one of the big ways to up the positioning in your business is to get yourself a graphic designer because they create all these collateral for you they create all these beautifully designed documents that you can put in print if you want to um and then also the second one would be if you want to create substance is to take your meetings offline as far as possible under the circumstances and then go and meet people in person of course all of these will always be your personal preference and the idea is not here to be prescriptive the idea is to say here's a menu of ways in which you can create authority and up your position now go pick the ones that actually works for you so the next one is credibility definitely a way for you to up your positioning there and to increase your authority um, that can be very, very simple. You know, I always talk about your digital footprint um, and how you show up online. I do not necessarily want to go into all that detail today. I want to keep it more highbrow for you so that you have very specific strategies after today. But, you know, you can literally just look at these mobile phones. And I've specifically put these pictures on mobile phones for you because it's not always practical for people to go and check you out online on a laptop, you know. And many people would see you speaking on a stage 
or they'll see you perform in a boardroom or they're waiting for you to have a meeting with you and they're literally going to grab their mobile phone and they're more specifically going to grab their mobile phone because they don't necessarily want you to see that you may be looking them up so the mobile phone's more private and you can look at these pictures who looks more credible to you come on who's going to do business with number one you know i mean this guy with his cigarette is probably a real cool person he probably has some of the best advice. He's probably going to massively revolutionize your business. He's going to probably be the person that you need it, but eh, we're not going to go for him. He doesn't look trustworthy, right? So this poor guy is going to miss out on your business because he's showing up like that. The fact that he has glasses on, you know, mm, I look at that. Maybe it's my female conditioning. I'm like, nah, you know, this is the person you stay away from. Uh, this is this is the player, uh, you know, this is the guy that's going to blow smoke in your face. This is the hustler, you know, uh, no, no, you're just not going to do it, right? Could be the best businessman in the world, but no, not going to do it. Now you look at the second guy there, uh, you know, you're not sure there's going to be maybe a little bit of competition, who's smelling the best in terms of perfume. Uh, so I'm giving you obvious judgments and obvious stereotyping so that you can see people will do the same with you and because we live in a world where equitability is so popular it convinces us that people's not going to judge you but they do look at these things they do look at your clothing you know this middle guy if that was his linkedin profile i would go dodge that's like why is he not looking up in the eye why is he looking down why is he sort of looking all the way up and so now you have to understand we live in a world now where risk taking is not that cool anymore people are becoming a little bit more well a lot more conservative in their decision making and in their policies and in the risk they take so you cannot afford as a business professional to deal with guy number two again guy number two Maybe the absolute investor you've wanted all your life, but dodge, you're not going to do it, right? Now you come to three, to me personally, and again, you may have a complete different perspective and opinion, but for me personally, I'll go with guy number three. He looks uh, intelligent to me. He looks educated. It looks to me like he's at least put some effort into putting a proper suit on. The colors are subdued, but still uh, modern and professional. And it's funny because he's not even looking me in the eye. He's not even looking me in the eye, but the energy reading I have there is that I would rather like to do business with that guy. Now, that is really the, the key of credibility. So all you have to do here is really just go and look at what you look like online. Do you look premium? Do you look intelligent? Do you look informed? Do you look connected? Or do you look like a player? Uh, do you look like a hippie? There's nothing wrong with hippies. I love hippies. Um, I think deep in my heart, I'm a, a hippie as well. I got it from my mom. But the, the, the whole thing is look online and see how you show up based on the message you want to actually share with other people. Another one, big one for positioning yourself, but specifically for creating authority in your world is to have the social proof. And in many times, you know, the social proof for me, of course, you know, and we've used this over and over again, people, you know, social media, you have so many likes, people are commenting, people are sharing, you know, that's all great. Uh, you know, 
have you done this? Have you done that? It's really for me, social proof for me is really walking your talk. Are you doing what you're saying you can do? Are you living the life that you're saying you, 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 you're living? Are you as virtuous and, you know, uh, morally superior as if you want what you want people to think? I mean, it's one thing for you to stand on the stage and say to people, you know what, oh, oh you know, we all have to be mindful. But when the weekend comes, you know, you, you, uh, your, your photo on Facebook uh, shows you in a few shady spots with a few shady people, um, you know, with freaking lipstick smeared over your face. And, you know, those, those, that's the type of stuff where people go, I'm not quite computing here. You know, this person talks about being like that. But when I go and eat out of them, I get a completely different message, you know, of what they appear to be. So this is a classical example. This is a woman who has just got another level of success in her life. She went and she, you know, against all odds, graduated. Now, understand that this woman in this picture has a family, potentially. She has a partner, potentially. She has maybe got um, her parents still alive. She's got friends. So these people are all looking at her. They know her life story. They go, wow, look at this. She's done it again. That's social proof. But the same principle goes for our immediate community, our clients, our entire supply chain and ecosystem. So you can't fabricate these things. You can't really go, oh, look at me. I'm traveling the world. But you traveling the world is, you know, visiting your dad once a year in, um, you know, Mongolia because he's doing missionary work there. And now you have your photo there in Mongolia and you're going, look, I'm traveling the world. People sense the, the falsities around this. People sense when people are not authentic. So social proof is not really, for me personally, about the numbers. It, the aspect of that is important, of course. When you go onto a Facebook page and there's 10 people on there, you're going to go, hello, you know. And of course, if you go onto LinkedIn and you have, you know, one recommendation, you're going to go, okay, this person is not really in business. So those things count, but it's the basic. It's not the stuff that necessarily going to warm hearts. It's not necessarily the stuff that's going to create movements. It's not necessarily the stuff that's going to help you as a conscious leader have real impact because, it, it, it creates the impressions of, of it being not real. A classic example of people trying to create social proof is the previous, um, you know, the previous whole I've posed with Richard Branson and those type of things. It, it worked for a while, but now these days we see it, it's, it's not real. You know, it means more to people in terms of social proof when they see how you looking after your mom that's terminally ill uh, because that shows a courage and it shows some serious freaking cool virtues um, than what it means uh, of you standing next to, you know, uh, Richard or whatever. Poor Richard. I have nothing against Richard. You know, he's successful in his own right, but uh, he's, he's definitely been uh, exploited. Uh, and, and to many respects, maybe it's him who developed that product of people standing next to him who all know the truth. Um, but that is not real. So when you look at your social proof, look at the messaging you're creating is the messaging i'm constantly award-winning because i really put in the effort is the messaging i'm a really brave soul because i'm willing to do this when other people are not willing to do that is the messaging um, i'm actually speaking up i'm using freedom of speech e even though people are going to chop my head off and 
I'm willing to lose half of my, my friends. Th those are the messaging that comes through when it comes to social proof, not just numbers. And so go and look at the way that you show up. Are you showing up as the family person? Are you showing up as the party girl? What are you showing up? And is what you're showing up as real? I think that, that is the most important thing. Transference. Uh, this, is, this is based on what I've just mentioned. Um, I think some people started to go through some of the psychology books what's it called the dsmib or whatever the classical psychology book is called or whatever i think some of the people went through it and they got some psychology terms and they started to exploit that um and so transference really started to make its way into marketing uh, especially into positioning uh, where you saw these photos because transference is about transferring your authority from one person to another person so you know if if uh, for example uh me and paul want to be smart about it then we'll for example go hey paul let's go and uh go to um a hotel and let's go and sit there in the foyer and have a coffee and let's talk about the book that we're going to bring out and this book is going to bring be brought out under a uh, past uh, president of the global speaking federation so uh, th there is paul's titling and then Lundy being, for example, the chief executive offer of the Circle of Excellence Group uh, that's award winning. And then you bring those two uh, forces together, if you may, and you position it with authority because I'm transferring my authority and success to Paul. And Paul is transferring his authority and his success and his reach to me. That's a classical example that works. That type of stuff works because you're transferring authority. You will transfer authority if um mary you decided to write a book on the uh the 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 nuances of the spiritual rearm or the practicality of the spiritual rearm or let's say you want to write a book about um yeah practical spirituality let's say something like that now you will get transference if you for example go and approach someone like dr joe dispenza and you say to joe hey joe will you write the foreword and Joe goes, mm, Mary, I don't know you from a bar of soap. And you go, well, I'm then going to do your entire course and I'm going to get you to know me. And after knowing you probably for a weekend, knowing you, Mary is going to go, I'll absolutely write your forward. I see what you're doing. I get it. And now you've transferred Joe Dispenza's authority to your book. So people go and go, people don't go, oh, Mary has made it and she's so important. People go, Joe Dispenza trusts Mary. Therefore, I can trust Mary. That's what it's about. That's really what it's about. So I'm giving you some this or that positioning examples here so that you can visually see the difference between using transference to take alpha and authority versus not using transference and taking in the beta positioning. So look here at the positioning examples on the left-hand side versus the right-hand side. When you walk into a boardroom or into a meeting dressed like the guy in the black suit, you transfer the authority of wearing a black suit to you. It's the same then, you know, God forbid you get a heart attack and now you are taken into the hospital and now here comes this person in their ripped jeans and bikini top with their red lips and they're going, just come here, let me operate on you. You're going to go, 
oh my goodness, I'm not a sub, I'm not a judgmental person, but can I just get the guy in the white suit? It operates on me. Can I just get the guy in the white suit? Because without you knowing it, you're transferring authority. Another cl classical example is the traffic light. You know, you don't want to look at yourself as a judgmental person, but if you see a red light, you can stop because you've been conditioned like that. So the, the red is transferred to you at that moment. You go, I need to stop. Green tell you, I need to go. It's not that you're judging the red light or judging the green light. You've been conditioned to know when a person in a white coat stands to you, he or she has the authority to do a heart transplant and not necessarily the surface chick. If you want to go and serve, you're probably going to look for the surface chick and the last person you're going to ask for is the doctor. So I'm using this as examples. It sounds like stereotyping, but I want you to see how powerful the stuff is. So the guy in the black suit in this picture is probably going to win over the guy in the boring white t-shirt whose hair is not properly combed. It's as simple as that. On the balance of probabilities, there'll be stats proving this. Um, then again, on the left-hand side, there you see behind the guy's head is a badge. If you have been, uh, uh, you know, I'll, I'll use an example. Diane has just become one of our octopus certified coaches. That means that she can consult with people and with businesses on octopus content that is certified by Education Alliance Finland. Now, I didn't send her a note on WhatsApp and say, hey, Diane, good for you. Cheers and have a good life. I send her a badge, a badge that has metallics in there that says octopus certified coach so that she can show it to people, use it on a business card because she's now transferring the authority of the octopus edtech platform and all the people who's associated with this and all the awards and accreditations to her as an individual as well as to the business. So again, Who's going to win the day? The person who walks into the boardroom with a badge like that or the person who walks into the boardroom with the childhood book that they've written, the color in book that they're very proud of, but no one in that environment cares about. So, and this is where it breaks my heart because I see people with many, many achievements. They're trying to position themselves in a way where all the achievements are visible, but the messaging gets incredibly distorted. It gets incredibly distorted. So there's a good example. Any of you who see Elmo on this call, look at his phenomenal blueprint hovering there next to him. So Elmo has not made use necessarily in this context of a badge, but he's made use of a blueprint that's professionally designed. It's metallic. It shows potential clients exactly what process they're going to follow. It shows them quality. I'll definitely much rather go for Elmo with that quality blueprint than the person who walks into the room with the Harry Potter book. Unless you're a Harry Potter specialist, and that's your thing, it's a different story. So another thing on this uh, picture, and I want you really to take a, a picture of this picture or of this image and keep it on your phone and ask you um, how you're showing up. Look at the lady, look at her hair, look at how professional she looks, look at the one next to her, uh, the mini skirt, all that. You know, it's not creating the right impression. Now, again, if you're into fashion, male or female, that's how you have to dress. You have to position yourself for your audience. But I'm doing this yes or no so that you can see the massive difference visually between good positioning and bad positioning. 
look at the case that they are wearing on the left-hand side versus the sort of student over the shoulder back on the right-hand side. Uh, look at the gloss brochure and the business card on the left-hand side and look at the loose papers and pencils on the right-hand side. These are all things that will position you as an alpha, but also allow you to transfer. Remember, people look at a suit and it has authority. Transfer that to yourself. People look at badges and it has authority. Transfer that to you. People look at gold, silver, and metallics because those are the colors of credit cards. Transfer that to yourself. People look at gloss. We've learned over the years that gloss means premium. Transfer that to yourself. Leather, over the years, people have learned it transfer. It doesn't have to be real leather. It can even be fake leather. Um, you know, you would prefer it to be fake leather. People don't know it unless you're working with freaking the fashion guru of the, the century. But leather has taught us it's more um, authority than plastic. So look at the type of things that you surround yourself with. This is maybe a different angle that I want to use. I've given you now a few things to look at in terms of really uh, positioning yourself better with authority. I've given you some of our favorite ones, which is substance, credibility, and social proof, and, and transference here. But now I want to just uh, touch a little bit on interaction dynamics. And I know it sounds crazy. Basically, what it is, is Mike has developed this personality profile. And this is a personality profiling system that we use in our business a lot. So the idea is not that you look at this and go, what the hell, you know, this, is, this will take a whole entire uh, session on its own. And I'm sure at some stage, me and Mike will take you through interaction dynamics. This um, interaction dynamics personality profile is something that Mike has written a book on. The book is not finished yet. He's still working with a partner in Australia who's very involved with Myers-Briggs to get this finalized as a proper personality system. But this personality system is really three-dimensional or fourth-dimensional, really, in this case, because it does take into account what type of people behave based on air. In other words, who's the type of personalities who work in the air? In other words, they're always in their mind. They're always analytical. They're always looking at numbers, facts, figures. Um, they always make use of the left brain, if it was that simple to put it like that. They're very linear. They're very step one, two, three. So you can look at that already and identify some of the people in your environment who is in the air, who is very mind-orientated. And once you develop the ability to identify these people, then you start positioning yourself better as an alpha in different situations. Because you'll walk into a room and go, right, I'm dealing here with a bunch of air people. It's clear. I'm dealing here with people who's in facts, figures, and that helps you to prepare. Because if you're going to sit in a boardroom with a bunch of accountants, um, nothing wrong with accountants, but you're going to go, I need to come prepared. I need to come with an industry report. I need to come with quotes. I need to come with facts, figures. Otherwise, you're just not going to win their hearts. And in this case, you're not going to win their minds because you're positioning for them. So we call them there at the top, the octopuses, the owls, and the eagles because they're analysts, advisories, and visionaries. So you can take a picture of this uh, if you want a basic uh, personality system that's going to help you to analyze better. The same go for the fire people, the spirit people. Are you dealing with very fiery, passionate, outspoken, extroverted, take over the show type of people? They're the ones here on the right-hand side. They are really the, the, you know, the lions, the flamingos, the 
monkeys, you know, those type of people. Um, very, very social, very passionate, very loud. You can hear them a mile away, you know. When you, when you approach these people, you can literally hear them and they're laughing and they're talking and, you know, they, they, you can see it in their dress style. And so, you know, if you selling or pitching to, a, to lions, flamingos and socializers, a full black suit is probably not going to work that well. But a full black suit, maybe with something really colorful underneath, may because you're speaking to that audience. And so that's why it's so important that you understand who's the people you're dealing with. Water, emotions, those are the people in the South. These are the very emotional people. The, these people can sometimes be uh, 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 triggered easily, uh, but they're deep, they're very, very much in their hearts. Uh, you really have to tell these people stories. You have to form uh, relationships with these people. You have to convince these people because trust is important to them. You have to give them time. So you're really working here with the persuaders, the relators, and the promoters. And by the way, this is very useful if you're recruiting as well. And then you get the people on the uh, left-hand side. You get your earth people. You know, you call these people the salt of the earth. Good people, more practical people, more slower to make decisions but incredibly predictable, incredibly loyal, incredibly steadfast, probably the people that is most important for the, the, the um, I almost want to say the middle management of an organization. You want the least uh, attrition right here in a business. You want these people to stay because they help keep the empire up. I mean, you can't always sit with renegades and visionaries and crazy salespeople and stuff. You need these earth people. You need them to be predictable and consistent in your business, whatever. So those are the guardians, the stabilizers, and the philosophers. So the more you understand behavioral styles and the more you understand personalities, the more you'll be able to not only position yourself as a leader with authority, but you'll also understand where alpha is needed because your alpha strategy may be different with the mind people because of them, in order to alpha here, you want to give more stats and figures. In order to alpha in the fire and spirit area, you have to be very entertaining. In order to alpha here in the water and watery moments, you have to be into relationships, long-term relationships. And in order to alpha in earth, in the physical, you have to show credibility, predictability, and trustworthiness. And, um, and that's where positioning becomes slightly more complex because it's not a one-fits-all approach. Right, so last but not least, I think, is really the timing of sales. Um, we are talking about positioning. We are talking about alphaing. And I think it's really, really important if you are seriously looking at a good positioning strategy that you really start looking at your timing when it comes to these things. You know, I think um, uh, one, one of the most, the most substantial and effective principles I want to share with you here is uh, walkaway power. I think one of the most profound mistakes people make when it comes to positioning themselves is they start very, very good. Um, you know, they arrive, they dress properly, they have their marketing collateral, they introduce themselves or they let someone else introduce them even better. So they've really, really positioned themselves. Then they go to the next cycle of the positioning process, which is the sale. There they really start telling their story. They relate good to people. They put the problem out there and they put the solution out there. 
and then everything falls down and then they go into begging position. Then, then comes how much it costs, why I need your business, blah, blah, blah. It's not that clearly stated, but the subtleties are there. So I think the biggest way that you can end on a high by positioning yourself as an alpha is by walking away, by cutting it off, by walking away, by wrapping it up, by taking your papers and going. That doesn't mean that you can't go later and follow up on the meeting. Maybe you said, look, I'll send you a brochure or maybe you've scheduled a follow-up call or maybe have a follow-up meeting, whatever, but really, really, really cut it off and know your timing very well. So you don't want to do things like, okay, thank you, Diane. Thank you for your time. I'll call you later. Okay, I'll send you those stuff. Yeah, oh, thank you for your time again. Can you see how that is just going completely, completely down? You just want to really, really end on a high. If you can end on even a higher high than what you arrived, that would be something like, well, it was great for us to get together. I'll talk to you soon and you get the hell out. Uh, you leave. So that cut off is for me, that, that for me is the star, of the, 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 the star of the show performance. You know, you don't ballet the entire night on stage and inspire people with your dance and your body and your energy and then you're still there for the fifth encore you know people just want one encore and you know in my view i wouldn't even give them that one encore i'll let them i'll close the curtains and make them want more so it's very much a performance it's very much a performance so you really want to end well and i think something we've communicated very strongly in our content on positioning is to start well, whereas the timing of sales is saying you must really end well, end 10 minutes before the time, end the lunch five minutes before the time, get up. If you say to the person that their time is important, make them understand that mm, actually your time is important as well. And you have the next thing and you've already moved on. So in other words, if there's going to be something coming from this, great, but you're not dependent on it. And more important, you're not desperate for it. So that for me really is about the timing for sales. So I'm going to, um, I'm going to open up now to anyone here that wants to ask questions. But before I do that, I just want to say that next time I'm on, uh, I'm going to continue this whole model or the impact model. Uh, I think, uh, Paul, you've been through the impact model in, in France. Uh, we're just going into a little bit more depth here. Um, but the next part of the impact model is the A, which is accelerate. So then we're going to talk about how to, to create momentum and leverage your message as a leader. So we'll talk about how to, what it is to reach people versus what it is to influence people. We'll talk about your priorities as a leader, how to create these partners and joint ventures, outsourcing. And also I'll be sharing with you a leadership accelerator. That's next time that I'm speaking. For now, I'm going to stop the recording in order to encourage you to ask any questions that you want or share any of your genius statements with our crowd here.